Today on Your Faves Faves, I'm sitting down with Matt Rogers. Matt is a comedian, actor, and writer based in New York, and you may know him as the host of The Game Show on Quibi, RIP, or Hot Dog on HBO Max. Matt and I sat down for a very important conversation and one of the most essential top five lists we've had on the show. Top five 90s hunks. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you like our conversation, be sure and take a screenshot, tag me and Matt on social, and let us know what you think. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your fave space. I'm excited. I don't know what your five things are. I don't know. The oh, you don't know? No, I never know. That's oh, what makes okay, it so okay, fun okay. is because we oh, can I go anywhere right now. So <laughs> tell us where wow, so we are going. I'll tell you where we're going. We're going top five 90s hunks. <laughs> Because I did not get to enjoy them at the time. I was but a wee child. And so now in retrospect, I'm like, I have this discourse I never had. I must have. And I feel it must be with you. Okay, wait. What year were you born? 90. Well, that's upsetting to me. I don't like anyone that was born in the 90s. Afterwards, I was born in the 80s. It trips me out that people were born in any other decade. Like, it just feels like you're so young. It's okay. Of course you can't. So, but the thing is, like, I I've I do have an appreciation for like, and I'm I'm doing my due diligence here. I'm trying to like have the conversations that I wish we could have had right, at the time. Right. And I have an appreciation for 80s and 90s culture. Okay. So <laughs> 90s hunks. Before we begin, are these in like five leading up to the number one, or are these in any order? Just. I'm telling you right now, I just looked down at my list and yeah. they can be. Okay, they great. They can be. I feel like we should and lead up to a big number one call. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I in fact completely agree. And so I they're they're now they are now ranked. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> As I just feverishly wrote down with my with my pen. I like it. Who is yeah. number five? Number five on my list is, and really at in the in the 90s, he was kind of like a funny guy becoming a leading man. Okay. But we have Number five for me is the one and only Will Smith. Will Smith <laughs> okay. was okay. number five out of the 90s hunks. Right. And never forget when he burst onto the scene and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had that affable charm, right. that physical comedy happening, and we all fell in love. Right. And then he became Independence Day star. You're correct, because I definitely grew up watching him on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I don't know mm-hmm. that I thought he was sexy. It probably was Independence Day. And then it really, and this isn't 90s, but then it really was solidified with Hitch. Oh, yeah. He came in with, oh, of course. He was like suave and like Kevin James. And he's like teaching him and the whole thing. And that's when I was like, okay, this is something. But you're right. That was also the bust onto the scene. We didn't know. We didn't know what he was going to become. Oh yeah, no. And then um I also have for all of these, so my one of my favorite things that Rosie O'Donnell would do in the nineties was whenever she would have like a cute star on her show, she would say, Do we have any Heine shots in the movie? She'd call Heine shots like a little if you could see their butt in a film. Yes. So where you can see Will Smith's butt in a film first yes. was Wild Wild West, that Salma Hayek yeah, vehicle. I um, know, I mean remember that- the movie, I don't remember the butt. <laughs> I don't remember that. The moment. butt happens. 
when he like he's like in a tub and he falls through a roof and then he stands up and all like the the bad guys that are trying to get him are like staring at him and he's naked and you can see a little <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell Heine shot okay, in there. Good to know. Do you remember? I mean, there was a time and and kids will not know this, but there was a time when Rosie O'Donnell had the biggest show on daytime television. Oh yeah, Beloved. she was. I mean, I guess. Beloved. The kids, the kids today. She was the Kelly Clarkson of her day. Absolutely, okay, okay, which children. Feels wild, insane. But yes, yeah, she was a cultural movement. I, I mean, she was. That show. It, who did it? Right. I, I remember. I would I, a couple days. I would stay. I would stay homesick from school, yes. and it was like probably fifteen to twenty percent that I so that I could watch Rosie. Right, and like, Rosie. When we know, thought like for sure that. that she was actually in love with Tom Cruise. We're like, oh, maybe oh, they'll get together because yeah. I was little the and I didn't patootie. understand. Yes. Her Tommy. Her Tommy. And also, I mean, just so many iconic moments on that show, like the Barbara episode. We should have known that. Right. She was crying, crying when Barbara yes. came on, the whole thing. Remember when she like oh, started to get really into Broadway? I mean, maybe she was always into Broadway, but then there was a thing where she like started perform. Like, I feel like she was in like the cat in the hat. Do you remember that? She actually was on, she was in the, I think it was the original cast of the the revival of Greece on Broadway. I believe that she played. right. Like, Rizzo? I know that she played Rizzo at yeah, some point. That, yes. That's the character for her. She's not playing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And since, since her fame, I believe she's been back to Broadway as well, but she is like a legit theatrical background. Like she was like, she was talking the talk about Broadway right, at the time. Right. But she, she had walked the walk. I also do feel like I have a special place in my heart for anybody who finds a way to be in musical theater who can't sing. Be oh, absolutely. That's me. Like I love musical theater, but I can't sing, you know, God, he missed the memo that day. Have you ever seen pitch perfect? I have. Okay. Do you know well enough that if I reference a very small part, you would, remember it likely no but i okay. really want you to anyway okay great so there's this character <laughs> in the audition scene of pitch perfect there are these two nerdy yeah. guys mm -hmm. and one of them is like i can't sing i hate myself every day but i can't i was not blessed with the ability to sing that is me we've gone off on a tangent that started with will smith and ended up on broadway and i like it i like but you know what all. speaking of not much musical talent but making it work Will Smith. Right. Good and point. That's, Way to bring that's it all the sort of swing around. around that we love. I like it. And that that figured into his hunkdom as well, I feel, because like he was putty in the city when the heat is on, yep. on that on the beast Welcome to the break of dawn. That was kind of uh yes. a little bit of a bop before they were calling them bops. Like him being like a hip hop, like pop R and B star kind of made him more True. Dynamic. I also do feel like I have a fascination with any celebrity who can have absolute bombs, wild mm -hmm. bombs, and still yeah. find a way to be considered an A-list celebrity. And Will Smith is that guy. He has made yeah. a lot, like the last, what, 10 movies that he has. Hasn't been good. No. But but I am no, that, positive that like big Netflix one that like was right. a complete like right. what was that was it called like Focus or something? I no, don't about. know. I, I watched Collateral Beauty on an airplane, and that was the last time that I can commit to anything. But yeah. you also know, I feel like it's like Tom Cruise. He will find a way. He'll come back out, and all of a sudden he's going to have a hit again, and we're going to be like, oh right, that's why we loved you. 
I do want to just reveal something right now okay. that you say Tom Cruise. Yeah. I just want to, I don't, because I know that like maybe people will hear what we're talking about and they'll flock here. They'll, they'll sort of want to hear about our, our things on Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise did not make my list. He did it's not, not make something I support. Uh, yeah. He, it's, I, I, I don't Great. support yeah. it. A, and also B, I'm not moved in that way to include them on the hunk list. Right. I'm just not, I don't I, really get it. I support I support however you made your list. This is your list, not mine. <laughs> Thank you. And Tom Cruise Thank wouldn't you. make my list either. But fascinating, fascinating character all the way around. Oh, Lots could, of fun a cultural figure. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we definitely respect his place in the yes. canon, but not on the, not on the list. Agreed. And unfortunately, he loses today. Agreed. <laughs> all right, number four on your list. Okay, number four is solid for me, but I'm attaching an honorable mention to it because they're the same type of hunk. Okay. My number four is Justin Timberlake. Okay. With an honorable mention of Nick Lachey. Oh, nope. Nick Lachey. <laughs> Nick Lachey. Okay. Nick Lachey, I have to say, like, in terms of pure physical attraction, for me, it's probably more a Nick Lachey Absolutely. thing. But, but for me, I I'll never forget being, I think I was, I think I was like, eight years old or nine years old when NSYNC first came out and all it was like when Britney Spears came out it was like the one day Britney Spears didn't exist the next day she really did yeah yes. and it, it was like this with Justin I remember seeing him and I think he had like his tiny little curls right. at the time or was something was happening I was gonna challenge back because I will give you that he's sexy <laughs> in a certain decade I don't know that it was the 90s but continue you know Okay, you might be right, which is why I sort of tried to you smoke and mirrors this by throwing in Nick Lachey. Right. They're, maybe they're more aughts hunks, but anyway. The, yeah, I, I I do agree with that. Though Nick Lachey, well, this 98 is, Degrees, there was a moment ugh, where it was a he thick moment. was so sexy on the cover of every magazine. I mean, he that is the exact age I am that like Nick Lachey was an absolute thing in my life. Do you remember the song, I do cherish you? Of course. You. I was like, and remember the video was like a wedding. Yes. Yes. And then the Higgy and Ali Landry were on like a tiger skin rug right. in the fireplace. Right. They gave you the shirtless moment. Uh, so the, the Justin Timberlake thing for me, I call him a 90s hunk because I remember it was distinctly the 90s when I had this very specific feeling towards him which was i don't think i knew i was gay yeah. yet spoiler alert for the audience <laughs> but i don't think i knew that was viscerally a thing yet but i remember seeing him when i was like eight and all the girls in my class were like we love justin like he's so amazing he's so so cute blah blah, blah. and i had this like intense hatred for him and i didn't know why oh. i was just like i hate justin Timberlake. i don't like him why do you why are we talking about him so much blah blah, blah. now i can look back and see that was just blind attraction right. and me being furious right. furious at so my own body was, <laughs> so there wasn't any because i when that band came into existence, I was definitely a J.C. Chazé kind of girl yeah, versus, yeah. you know, and in terms of aging, Justin has aged like a fine wine, and I don't know that J.C. has, but We, we wouldn't day, know. We haven't seen him. <laughs> that's true. We don't know where he is, especially in, you know, quarantine times. J.C. could be yeah. anywhere. Well, he actually like he was so hot. He and was. I, I remember at, at the time, like I think it was a thing of like he aesthetically was just as 
gorgeous, if not more so than any of the rest of them. Probably he was the lead singer too. He was like the most talented outright, the most probably physically arresting, but there's something to be said about that X factor that Justin Timberlake has. It's just that intangible, like it was, he was the one I saw it again with like one direction when, when everyone was like, yes, one direction, but we all know it's Harry Styles. Right. And now we all know it's Harry Styles. Like there's something, there's something there. You know, we didn't even establish what were your qualifications to make this list? Was it just pure looks? Was there personality? Was there talent? Like what, what went into your decision-making process here? I would say aesthetic value, of course, in any hunk list is going to come in. So let's just say that right now. I would say what's really important is impact. Okay. Okay. Cultural impact. Of the decade or over the course of history? The decade. Okay. And, and I, but I would, I would actually say in looking at my list, my five have stood the test of time. Okay. I mean, all right. So we didn't have I, any like I'll tell you like, hands in your list. Freddie Prince Jr. is not on the list. <laughs> Josh Hartnett is not on the list. Doesn't mean right. that, that, that I don't appreciate right. them. And you know what I mean? Yes. But they're just, they're just not on the list because I like did, it. Okay. I mean, there are, there's legends on the list. Right. There's right. giants. Okay. I can't be messing around. This is like, I'm Oprah. This is my legends. No, ball, I love, you know, <laughs> God, I want to go to this party for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you're invited. Thank you. Number three on the list. Number three. Ladies, I feel like I'm Rosie O'Donnell. I feel like like, we're talking Clooney. (laughs) We're talking Clooney. By the way, Heine shot for Justin Timberlake, no strings attached. Okay. Okay. With the movie with Mila Kunis. Good Heine shot. And George Clooney is in my third because I'll say this. When I was younger and everyone was like, George Clooney, George Clooney, I was always a little kid and being like, I don't get it. Like I know deep in my heart that I'm gay and I still don't get it. I don't get what's happening with George Clooney as an adult man. That is that's now I get it. He's a thinking man's Mm. sex symbol, a thinking woman's sex symbol, a thinking woman's hunk. Was he ER? ER. Right. Okay. He was very attractive on that show all the way back. Like I feel like George Clooney started on like Roseanne. Is that yeah, real? He, Did I make he, up that fact? Or was it, um, see, now I'm, this is where I'm. He might have started a on a waste. soap opera. I think, I think that's true. Yeah, I swear he I was on Roseanne. I mean, he probably was one of those actors that, like, before he broke huge, like, right. was booking everywhere. Because yes. I would imagine he would walk into audition rooms and casting directors would just be like, What do you want to do? Right. Like, <laughs> what, what do you like, want? It's like that story they tell about, um, like Julia Roberts like walked into the audition room for like Mystic Pizza, smiled, and they were like, "Okay, n- clear the rest of the our schedule, the rest of our lives. Like we're gonna make this girl a huge star." Just like you just know, right. George Clooney, he he emanates that thing you're talking about with Justin Timberlake, just that confidence, charisma, old movie star yes. looks like, and made it current. And he always felt cool. You're never yes. worried about him and what he thinks, you know. Absolutely. And so he he definitely, um, in terms of impact, and then I believe he was the people's sexiest man, like what, a bajillion times? A billion times. times. And then yeah. his thing was like forever, he was not getting married, he was not getting married. And then he got married and somehow found the coolest woman on the earth, like cooler than him, made them even cooler together. Like again, someone yeah. who has continued to just matter. And, yeah, and matter in a I mean, different way than like a Will Smith who's had really big blockbusters and then some flops. I feel like George 
Clooney just consistently is like, here's my movie, here's a documentary. I'll, I was on, in a war zone, you know, doing footage mm-hmm. for the UN. Here's some tequila. Here's my beautiful wife. Yeah. I have twins. He's reinvented now, like, himself. Just never going wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I like this. Okay. He is I, he's like successfully reinvented himself so many times in Amal. Like like oh. you you would usually say you would usually say like, wow, luckiest woman in the world to be married to George Clooney. No, probably luckiest man in the world right. to be married I to Amal Clooney. I agree completely. Like, like he actually found someone that was cooler, is cooler than he is, which feels very difficult. But if anyone was gonna yeah, do it, I, it was yeah. the Clunes. Yeah, yeah. Heine sh- shot okay. in Solaris. Okay. And, you know, Clooney doesn't give up the Heine. He really doesn't give up the Heine too much. He's kind of just too classy for that, which sure. is another reason you got to respect. Sure. He's not someone who's out here yeah, like posing butt. shirtless yeah. and giving it up. Solaris, you see a little Heine shot. Like, not a not a widely viewed sci-fi film, but, you know, you, you if you want to see Heine. Also, can I just clarify with you, just because I want to I wanna understand. Do you believe okay. that these are these people's real butts? I do. You do? I, I, I do. I do because, see, Will Smith, again, would show us Heine and I Am Legend years later. Okay. What we saw there was a, a more developed sort of movie star Heine. <laughs> but at the time, I think he would have had no reason to hide his sort of TV okay. star skinny Heine. Okay. Okay. And George Clooney, you get a shot that confirms his, his identity. And Justin Timberlake, I think, unfortunately, unlike George Clooney, is that guy being like, here's my butt, here's, here's my, my butt, butt yeah. for better or worse. I love so, that movie, um, by the way. I know I'm jumping back to Justin Timberlake, but I love that movie. Attached? Yes, it was so cute. She's adorable. It really was, too. and I, I love her. And I, I yeah. loved them together. I would say I prefer that one to its contemporary, which was... Wait, no, oh my God. Oh my God, I messed up. What? So No Strings Attached is the title of the one with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Oh, uh, And yes. Friends, with Benefits Friends with Benefits is the one. Yes. Yes, That's okay, so producer Chelsea just pump, just bumped in to say right. Friends with Benefits. Yes, yes. okay, so thank I'm you. So I'm going to apologize to all your readers no, and say I, Friends I, with I Benefits. With I was like, I have no yeah. idea what that movie's called. I just remember that it's adorable. Literally just now in my head in comparing the two and saying that the Justin Timberlake Mila Kunis one was favorable, I realized my mistake, right. but yes, but that, the, it was a better movie, movie than that one. Yes. Th- they're literally can can two friends fuck, and the answer is like sort of maybe. <laughs> yes. Speak. Speaking of Heine shots. Okay, here it is. I have my my number two. Your number kind of, two. The, kind of the king of Heine shots. Okay. And body shots. Number two is Bradley Pitt. Oh right, right. What movie? He shows his butt in more than one movie. He shows his butt in the movie Troy. So Heine shot, you're getting in Troy, but he's a, there's a ton of, of Brad Pitt butt. Like, and also, not, you don't necessarily need Heine from him because he's giving you so much ripped abs. body in Fight abs. Club abs, Fight iconic Club. abs in Fight Club. Come iconic. On. That movie, and also, mm. great movie. And uh, who could forget Thelma and Louise? Right. Oh, the man. moment that I mean, or like we could just go through his filmography of hottest moments oh, yeah. of Brad Pitt, including but not limited to what is it? A River Runs Through It or Legends of the Fall, where he like uh, pro- yeah, probably both. Where, well, Legends <laughs> of the Fall, I think is Legends of the Brad Fall. Pitt. Legends of the Fall. And in the trailers, I can still remember the trailer, which was so long ago. He like doffs his cowboy hat and water flies off the top of it and you just get pregnant immediately because it's so hot. 
Oh, yeah. He's 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 like born with an extra sense for how to be sexy or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he has the five senses. His sixth sense to get all 90s again is going to be just like knowing what works for all of us. Right. It's just so crazy. And he he is another one that's kept it. He's a little bit like fringe ayahuasca now for me like i don't exactly know what's happening like i picture him in like a like a hoodie in the woods with like like living in a tent like figuring it out on a personal level once brad you know the breakup with aniston was was one thing okay and Mm -hmm. then you sort of believed okay it wasn't meant to be with jen because it was meant to be with angelina and they're gonna like have all these children and they're gonna be happy but then when that went sideways and sort of the rumors that came out of that breakup, yeah, not good. I don't know how I feel about Brad Pitt as a human. I well, mean, I am here for his characters, but I don't like do you remember yeah. the last when we still had award shows, you know, mm-hmm. before 2020 and uh, like 2019 some award show where Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were there and the internet freaked out and everyone was like, "Oh my god, are they getting back together?" and this yep. makes my heart hurt and I'm so excited. And I was like, what kind of friends are you to Jennifer Aniston? Not Fairweather. She got so screwed by this guy. Yeah. And now just because they're both pretty, you want them to get back together. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? I actually have like a maybe this is like too deep, but I think that this Never. need this need that we all have as a public to watch Brad and Jen return. Yes. To, to their glory is us no, wanting I, to return yeah. to our 90s glory. And I actually think the culture, I'm not kidding. The culture has recycled itself over the past 25 years. And you see it now, music tastes like it's all like late 80s, early yes. 90s stuff. We so desperately want to return to a time of when we were like the 90s. I feel like we were a little bit more blissfully unaware of like the inner workings of politics and how what was going on, whatever, right. why we were at, uh, where we were at. We didn't we, have social media. It, everything seemed more beautiful, more magical because you didn't have the behind the scenes access that you have. Today, exactly. And 100%. also at the everyone because because of the celebrity system at the time, like you only had a few A-list stars and Brad and Jen were, were a couple of them. So right. they're also they're the reason why I think they keep getting discussed every time they're in the same damn room is because everyone can talk about and have an opinion on the Brad and Jen of it all. Like everyone knows the iconic like prom king and queen that they were. And then dark girl who smoked cigarettes behind the, behind the bleachers, like stole them at the end of the the school year. You know what I mean? Right. That narrative is so ripe for us. And like I said, anyone can talk about it. So that's why I feel like our culture is like burnt out right now. Cause you see it, you see it with other people too, that have been famous for like still 30 years and like they'll, they'll get spoken about in the same way. And I'm like, we need to move on. We need to create new stars. You know what I've seen lately? So social media is a dumpster fire, as I'm sure you're aware. What is and it? What, what is this I, social media? I, Can you explain it to it, me? It is very <laughs> stressful for me to go on Instagram now. Just I like mean, if I'm bored yeah. and I'm trying to like lose some time, whatever, I can't even go scroll my feed because it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing to do with Instagram is to just go into the discover page because then it's nobody that I follow. And what Instagram started telling me that I wanted to see, and turns out it was correct, was celebrity news and information. But it's, I feel like the oldest woman on earth because I don't know who any of these celebrities are. I don't know a thing. Right. 
they're all like, I, I, the thing is, I was about to tell you, they're all like, you know, reality stars, but I truthfully do not know who these kids are, no. but I'm fascinated by like, they're all apparently friends with a Jenner. So that helps. Oh, them it, it, it all can be traced back. I can tell. Yeah. Right. All can be traced back to that group of people. But one thing I've started to see as I'm scrolling that uh, discover page feed is that there are accounts that are dedicated to celebrity couples who are no longer together. So this is a thing. Did you know this existed? No. I did not either. So, (laughs) you know, I'm telling you, any major couples who have ever been together right now, there's not one. There are hundreds of accounts that just post old photos of them, which I feel like speaks into what you're saying, that we want to, like, remember the past. Because this is the six degrees of Kevin Bacon and how I fell down this rabbit hole. Instagram really felt like I would like Dakota Johnson. They thought and this was the one for they, you. They thought this is the girl for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I kept going, why are you showing me this Instagram? But then inevitably they'd be like, here's 27 outfits that Dakota Johnson wore recently. And I'd be like, oh, okay. What else do I have she to do She right looks pretty now, cute. Right? Yeah. <laughs> cute jeans. All yeah. right. So then I started, then Instagram's like, we got her. She likes this girl. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Oh, Dakota yeah. Johnson is dating Chris Martin, which yes. I did not know. I didn't know this information. Good for her. Yeah, people often forget this, but it is happening. Apparently. So then Chris Martin used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure did. And now all Instagram feeds me is accounts that are dedicated to Gwyneth and Chris, That's who have insane. not been together in so long. But that the people just obsess or like when JLo and Ben Affleck, Ugh. there's the benefit for that. Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, hundred uh, percent, Brad Pitt, Angelina, like oh, yeah. it's wild, but there also is a part of me that's like, Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember when they wear those matching outfits. It's nostalgic okay. for us. Like, like when, um, like when Jennifer Lopez, like revolutionized Ben Affleck style and he was like wearing like white suits. Right. Do you remember? Yes. Th- this was like such a moment in time and it, because the culture all sort of served the same five or six news stories. That's what right. we knew nowadays. That's kind of interesting. Like, because as people who were, sort of victim to a tabloid system at that time. Like we've moved on now to Instagram and TikTok and all these things. And like, there's thousands of really famous people out there. Like yes. the way yes. that like, like that cultural conversation around famous completely changed to where the most famous person to me, my dad has never even heard of. Whereas like right. we both know intimately about what yes. went down with Brad and Jen. I could talk to my like almost 70-year-old father about that. You know what I mean? Like, right. But yes. never, never like, I, I don't know, Doja Cat. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think he's so aware real. of Doja Cat. <laughs> I fully lost my train of thought that it was going to jump on the back of that well, we one. Were talking, we were talking about Brad Pitt and his abs and and then Brad, the Brad and, and Jen. But, oh, you were saying, yeah, like, like the need for people whenever when Brad and Jen were in the same room, like when they right. almost grabbed hands. That, like it was like, oh, th- this is going, we're, we've got to get back. It's like, well, you have fully forgotten. Yeah, but I, do, was... I don't know if, if it's like this in other countries, but I do think in the U.S. we are very forgiving of celebrities. Like well, we have will to be something. because they're an industry. You know what I mean? They're they're like a non-renewable right. resource. We, you got to keep right. the ones you have while you have them because right. you could move keep on to someone else and going. they could be a flop. It's right. like... 
I'm trying to think of examples of like, we were talking about Tom Cruise earlier. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise is a perfect example of this, of someone who went through a period of time doing crazy things. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think arguably we could all say that Tom Cruise lives his life doing crazy things, but he does it sort of behind the scenes. Right. But there was a period of time where Tom Cruise was doing insane things, saying insane things very publicly. Oh, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, Tom Cruise, that guy, that guy's yeah. done. No, there, there were, you know what it was? He just made Mission Impossible 32. I, truly. I mean, he's he's like a full industry. Like, it's almost like there's Hollywood and then there's Tom Cruise Hollywood. It's yeah, weird. You know what's real. you know what's interesting? Like this is this was kind of crazy. So I live in LA now. So now I'm like desensitized to the whole thing. But the very first time my parents ever took us on, I'm from Long Island originally. So um we only did the East Coast trips. Like it was a very Orlando sort of that's where you go on vacations house. So we came to LA one time when I was like in my late teens and we went on a celebrity homes tour. Like oh, in one of yeah. those in one of those like little safaris. Like it's yep. so this like guy from New Zealand was driving this like this safari cart down, like, like speeding down Melrose. I'm not even kidding you. Right. So he was like, the big stop on the tour was going to be Tom Cruise's house. And I was like, oh, that'll be, that's crazy. You can just drive up to it. That's insane. So we were driving through like Beverly Hills and he was like, that's Christina Aguilera's house. And that's this, that's that, that, that. And then we got to quote unquote Tom Cruise's house. And it was just like, a bunch of trees and in the far distance you could sort of see like a little castle poking up like it was right. such a fortress and i and he was like okay that was it and we turned around and i was like oh okay that house was screaming i have something to hide like it was just right. like it was so bizarre because it was like so i don't want anyone to see me or find me and then when you walk past the scientology buildings like all the blinds are shut like it's just crazy right have you seen the documentary oh yeah oh i mean i know we're falling down a rabbit hole now oh, but i mean holy crap the d- the crap. darkness and also like so this is my problem with the vow which was the nexium documentary was oh, they my. it was so long yes let's go let's it was way too long. it was way it too was, long it was way too long and can i also here is my opinion on the vow go on. i feel like i'm gonna get punched in the face for this but i'll protect you towards the end it started to feel like the people who the documentary is focusing on were way too into the fact that they were in this documentary. Like, yeah. like the day when that were, if you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it. It's very compelling. But the day where I'm going to spoiler alert. So if you're watching it, you haven't seen it. Now's the time to stop the day where the New York times article comes out mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm on the cover of the New York times. Yeah. Well, that's a I'm little a, bit I'm what like, it's about. That's a little right? bit what like, it's about. And they still the, don't know that. Yeah. And there I'm like, you're, you're, you're too into the attention from this. Like, this horrible thing happened to you. Not only did this horrible thing happen to you, but you literally brought thousands of people into this cult. And there's a part of you, because you can see it on her face, that she's into the publicity that's happening because of it. Like, I'm on the cover of the New York Times. Yeah, well, that's... That... I don't know. I think your story, your trauma, your cults, like all of these things, that's what the, it wasn't about you. I don't know. I just started towards the end. I was like, y'all are way too into this. No, a hundred percent. Well, that actually is like a, a 
part of the pers- part of the personality type that gets attracted to something like this because right. I made I made a mean joke the other day which was it's a shame that Allison Jack Allison Mack is in prison now because she could have had a career for decades as like the person who's playing I can't help falling in love with you on acoustic guitar at the weddings of pe- girls she went to college with that could have been right. her life for like such a long time right. and she now she can't do it. that yeah. because she's in prison yeah. but the fact yeah. of the matter is like people like that like actors who aren't killing it like people who got a little taste like the girl who was in star wars and then nothing like they're looking for something to belong to and especially like when especially when you access their emotions and make them feel like what they're going through is like important and should be examined and that's that's how it's easy to get someone who is looking for something and yes. you're you're offering yeah. something they just don't know it's bad for them yet. So right. to me that whole part of it was so interesting but my my issue with with the vow was a it was way too long and i mean part, of, long. part of me feels way like is this part of a new cult that i'm a part right, of now right. and watching and this now i'm in the cult because because yes. like just, i i have doubts a movie documentary just like start to finish done Hello. and done now we're going to the season 2 I don't, for what? It's crazy. It's crazy. So, so th- that's my thing. Is just like this whole thing could have been saved. I would have watched not not only ten episodes. I would have watched fifty episodes if they had a if. Leah Remini figure. But the fact of the matter is, they didn't. That's the the Val wants what Scientology in the aftermath has, which is very much Leah Remini, who's a star. Right. Right. That's a very good point. The also just for what it's worth, I feel like not kind of acknowledging like you had thousands of hours of video footage mm-hmm. like that 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 works it's out weird. well right? it's weird. The- like i know he was a documentary filmmaker of the most successful documentary ever made mm-hmm. and he also is the one that you're interviewing and he's the one that has all this but like just there's parts of it that just still feel very icky to they me. just don't add up like i i it, right. like that it was like the first or second episode where he's talking in confessional about how he broke up with his wife at the time, like, or like they were separating. And then they cut to a scene, which is her sitting on his lap, heaving, sobbing and finally running out. And then she's like running through like the, like salt flats or whatever. I was like, where are you getting this footage? The fact that you had to set up these shots and like, and like, I'm not an idiot. Like I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, this is like completely produced now. It's a fabricated reality I'm seeing. And I know that you're an actress. So I know that a little part of you wants to do this. So I had a lot of questions about the vow. Uh, Yeah. Same. But suffice it to say, had they had a Leah Remini figure, I would have been on board. My friend has a joke that she always says, which is in Leah Remini's voice. She goes, I'm the kind of person who tells you what kind of person that I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I think is so apt. <laughs> Absolutely. So now we've talked about cult documentaries, which mm-hmm. feels like something that listeners need to jump on. We, I love how many rabbit holes we've fallen down. That's my favorite conversation. Well, this so we is like, built up. yeah, we're here. We've been a big buildup. And this is going to shake. this might shake the, because people are probably thinking he said Tom Cruise wasn't on the list. Brad Pitt's right. been mentioned at number two, which is right. shocking. Who could be one? Number one is Ricky Martin. Oh, okay. Number one is Ricky. Okay. If you're going with 90s icons, absolutely. Absolutely. When when we were all living La Vida Loca. Yes. That booty. 
Heine shots coming out of his ears. Okay, right. you, you can probably you can see some Heine on Ricky Martin in the assassination of Johnny Versace, the American Crime Story. So he didn't show Heine f- for a way long after his peak, but he was shaking his bonbon. In fact, right. he was right. required to do so because it was the name of his, one of his songs. You know what's interesting about Ricky Martin is. There was a time, again, I, I assume we don't have a lot of like younger kids listening to this. And by younger kids, I mean people in their 20s. But there was a time where he was mm. you everywhere, like the most iconic worldwide, yep. the biggest thing on the planet. And mm-hmm. I got the, I feel like he could have kept that going mm-hmm. and that he made a conscious decision to be like, I'm done. Like I have had years of this and I'm having to live a lie because I can't really be honest about who I really am. Mm -hmm. And he sort of pulled back and then, you know, went and lived his life in Miami or whatever. You know, he kind of, he was, so he was like a part of that big Latin explosion. Remember in the late nineties, that was like, it was like Ricky, JLo became like a music star. And then if if you remember, like kind of like the third one of all of that was Enrique Iglesias. And Enrique yeah. Iglesias, like, probably always lived in the shadow of Ricky Martin in terms of, like, let, Ricky Martin was, like, the number one Latin pop star. And then there was, like, a distant second was Enrique. But what Enrique had that Ricky didn't have was Enrique had a very public romance and sort of something for people to talk about in his personal life, which is his whole right. thing with Anna Kornikova, who was huge yeah. at the time as well. Yeah. So I think that... Enrique Iglesias was able to sort of stay a pop star through the aughts because he was able to play with the media in this way. Whereas Mm -hmm. Ricky, I think, probably was A, maybe burnt out because he was so, so famous, but B, just like unable at that time to do the cat and mouse or maybe just didn't wasn't interested in living yeah. uh, living publicly because of what everyone would have said at the time which was not right. would, would have been really rough and who knows right you know if he could be taken so seriously now had he become such a joke then because the world was so cruel to gay men mm-hmm. and probably Absolutely. would have been extremely cruel to a public gay man of color like it would have right. been it would have been ugly and someone who was such an icon too, because yeah. you remember Ricky Martin had like a girlfriend mm-hmm. that was like his best friend, but it was his girlfriend, his girlfriend for years or whatever. And then later, his long-suffering like, girlfriend. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. What is Ricky Martin doing today? Do you know? Um. Yeah. So he he actually was nominated for an Emmy for his performance in the assassination of Johnny Versace. So he, I don't oh, know if you saw that. It, it's the the. Ryan Murphy produces the American Crime Story. So they did the one about people versus OJ. And then the second season was the Johnny Versace assassination. And it was great. It had Penelope Cruz as Donatella. And Ricky Martin played... no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really... Actually, there are some episodes of it that are, like, startlingly good. Because it's sort Mm. of... It's got Darren Criss as Andrew Cunanan, who was the guy who killed Versace. And it's, like, a much lauded performance. But... Ricky is in it as the boyfriend of Johnny Versace. So Johnny Versace is dating him very seriously and they were closeted in, in, in public, but in private, everyone knew this to be his, his lover, like very, very serious boyfriend, probably going to be husband. And he gave a great performance as like a grieving partner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
So Ricky has a, so again adapted, evolved. Acting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I believe still that's does he music. Started. Yeah, I mean he also never forget like of course we all make the jokes like live in la vida loca like you shake your bonbon but then she he's also got some he's got this one great ballad called she's all i ever had i love like he's 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 talented she's all i ever had it's so good and then there's a duet with christina aguilera called nobody wants to be lonely it's so good there's a lot of good stuff wow oh so so your <laughs> love for ricky goes much deeper than just what was happening back then you've, you've retained some of this information up into 2020 like i said it's about aesthetics <laughs> and impact right and impact on you had... personally <laughs> well uh, did i yes. make the list or what um he's clearly he's clearly had an impact on me that is so good. I'm so I gotta proud be of honest, him now. When you said '90s, when you said '90s, I thought it was gonna be sort of like all boy bands. Like I, I thought you were going no. like Jonathan Taylor Thomas was gonna make an appearance. Rachel, I'm Devin into men. Sawa. Okay, I don't need these right. boys. You're right. Those were boys. Those were boys. <laughs> the, but the thing is, you did pick men from the '90s, 100%. even though you were a child. So I thought you were gonna go other boys. So no, no, no. I specifically my, said bad. '90s hunks, not '90s twinks. Do I have to give a <laughs> vocab lesson or what on here? I'm not talking about the twinks. I'm not. I'm, I rarely am. Okay, I, right. I see them okay, all the time. Good. That's that's on me. <laughs> that's on me. I read that wrong. We were elevating. I didn't even know it. There's so not a twink on this list. Okay, you know what? I would. I could say this. Justin Timberlake in the beginning was kind of a twink. I, the, also, You're right. The way they That's framed the him. The way they framed him. Like I, I'll never forget the first time Justin Timberlake like burst on the scene. It was like him like in like a white tank top and like on the on the bed in the tearing up my heart music video and he was so sexualized and i'm like is this boy 16 like <laughs> right is he allowed to be doing this everyone was like it's so, so crazy what they did with britney spears like in the schoolgirl outfit i'm like yeah at least she i last i checked she had autonomy over that she well she created the video she wanted to do that like it's sexy right. sure but like you look over here with what's happening with the boys and we're just as objectified he is on all fours on a bed last i checked so Basically, there's a one shot where it's just his armpit. I'm like, now we're getting niche. Now we're now we're just giving the fetishists everything, which we love, we respect. But you know, it wasn't like. But still, he's he's young. He's young for this. It wasn't squeaky oh clean. You know, you know what I mean. Oh my god, hilarious, Matt. This list was solid. Oh. I really want to applaud the energy that you brought, the thought process. Thank really, you. You know granular detail that was in this one in my way um, i hope to have my own impact <laughs> right right years from now decades in the future they'll be talking about this on. list yeah. that 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 feels exactly right for listeners who are getting to meet you for the first time where can they hang out with you where can they check out your work Tell us all the places to Well, go. you can't hang out with me right now because we are dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Right. So we'll just have to wait to Digitally. hang out. But every, 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 everyone at home, we will hang out. Don't, right. soon, soon, soon. In, um, but digitally, one on in, one. in the yes. meantime, you can follow me at Matt Rogers, though, on Instagram. And we'll see how much longer I have Twitter. But that uh, currently, yes, you oh, can find me there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to get off Twitter. It's so stressful. I, I can't. I have to tell you, I, I actually am I'm right now. I'm reading your fantastic book. Didn't see that coming. I, 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 and Aww. I love it. And I have to tell you, it's, it's, you, it's come at the exact right time for me because I started reading it. And I'm like, oh, this is the book I've needed to read for months. Like it Aww. immediately started making me feel better. So Thank just you. just so you know, I, I in fact, it's like sitting right there. But anyway. 
that's a nice thing to say. Thank oh, you. Oh, I, 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 I'm happy you receive it because I, I, I really mean it. I uh, was. It's been one of many books where I'm like, I don't think I can keep this social media thing up. I think it's bad for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Just I in think like that there have dose. to be. Yeah, there have to be boundaries that we place on it. I think, especially as creators, mm-hmm. um, because I find it makes me so much less creative. It makes me so much yeah. less. Like, if you look at the work you really want to do in the world, however that manifests for you going into this place, which is an incredible way to sort of get your work out there. Mm-hmm. Unless you can jump into it, put your work out and immediately leave it. It's the wrong vehicle because you yeah. do get sucked down a rabbit hole and you do start creating based on how things, Oh, how many likes did that get versus was that the thing I wanted to say today, whether or not that was received, did I get to show up authentically as myself? Yeah. So it becomes less, how do I, fe- how do I feel yeah. about what I've done and more, what are they saying about what I've done? You know what I right. mean? Especially right, like right, right. over the past several months, I've become like a little bit more public because I host a show on HBO max called hot dog, which is coming back this month. So, but it's interesting because being a curious person and someone who is not, you know, necessarily always able to avoid the disease of what are they saying? What are they saying? What, how am I doing? What are they thinking? You do go on there and people could say a thousand nice things and the two mean things are the ones that you think about. And what I was thinking about with social media is, you know, historically people who are artists and creators we haven't been this vulnerable and been able to access this easily criticism from people who don't necessarily uh, have a background in this to positively critique it. It's anyone saying anything at any time and right. we can see it at any time and it's not natural. So for for creators and for creatives, like it's something to navigate because it's unprecedented with how easily it can get into your brain space. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely been um, measuring all that. But yes, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Rogers, though, and Instagram. And please and please Perfect. like all my shit. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah. Right. Yes. Give it a like. And He's then my podcast that. is, well, I have the show and on HBO, show on uh, Hot HBO. Dog, which is a dog grooming competition show. It's really fun. It's kind of like if you could picture nailed it or chopped, but with dog grooming, it's super positive. It's really, it'll make you feel really good. You root for everyone. And then um, my podcast is called Las Culturistas. I am totally going to watch this with my kids. I did not know that existed because we love competition shows, but we like compet. Well, they'll watch anything, but I like oh, competition you'll love shows it. where people it's, are it's, nice it's, to I each other. I honestly think from, from what I know of you from this interaction and also the book, I'm like, I think you'll really like the show. But so then uh, I have my podcast called Lost Culture Recess with me and Bowen Yang, who's on SNL, who's my best friend. We've had that for years, and that's that's our pride and joy. So people can really get to know us awesome. there. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for yeah. hanging out with me. Thank you for making a list. I will say I feel like you of are the course. most sought out list I've had on the show so far. So thank you for that. Right. Wow. Some people just that's wing huge. it. huge. Some people just wing it. And then you're like, well, all right. No. I, I had someone recently Bring who your... I will not name names who got on and I was like, oh, so just want to make sure, you know, sort of the idea behind the show. And he was like, oh, no, I don't know. But it doesn't really matter. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Love when, love when a guest on your show says it doesn't um, really well, matter. because it's about a list, so it does. So thank you. Also, it's not like it, you're not asking people to write a no, fucking essay. Could be, you know? I'm like, like literally no parameters, just five things in any category. So hilarious. 
Well, I had fun doing my homework. Good. For the show. Thank you so much. I am positive <laughs> this is not the last time that you and I are going to hang out. So I look forward to I next not. time. But have a fantastic yeah. weekend. And thank you for you being on the show. Ah, thanks for having me. This is a blast. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. <laughs>